speaking. You're listening to the Pink Specs podcast. Um, today I have um, my co-host with me, my brother, um, and we're going to be talking about um, this year and how it went. Uh, there's lots to discuss here, and I'm, I'm excited to talk to all of you. Um, so let's get started. Hey, guys. All right. Uh, so th- that's my brother Mo speaking, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can just start from the very beginning. So much happened this year. Uh, starting basically even December, I, I feel there was so much going on. It all started with the Australian bushfires that uh, I believe they started around uh, December, if I'm not incorrect. Um, so the Australian bushfires, basically, if um, if you're not uh, aware, uh, what happened was that it was one of the largest uh, bushfires that they had seen since basically 2009. And there were 33 deaths, uh, human deaths, and then 1 billion animals also died. Um, and it, CNN reported that there were um, the impact of those fires was approximately the size of Manhattan. So it was massive. Um, and uh, a big issue that was brought up was the fact that the prime minister refused to discuss the um, impact of climate change um, on uh, on the bushfires and why it 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 seemed to be worse than prior years because yeah, yeah. this is an issue that happens in Australia yearly around uh, September to March. Um, is there anything that you want to? Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't I didn't know there was a billion animals that died. That yeah, is yeah, that a was lot. insane. That's yeah, yeah. massive damage. Uh, really sad to hear. Um, it was nice to uh, see that a lot of celebrities. Uh, talked about uh, the issue yeah. and also donated. There was huge charities going on, um, and it, it was nice to see that the world came together to uh, support Australia mm-hmm. in this uh, tragic time that really happened there. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. You imagine Australia to be I, anyway. I, I do like a more liberal, uh, you know, a more liberal country. So yeah, very true. It's surprising that they were the prime minister wasn't willing to accept the climate change uh, impacts. Yeah, you've got to imagine you just you had the, the, something the size of Manhattan burned down. That's huge. Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, that went on um, is till the beginning of January, and then there were so many other things that happened. Um, starting January, uh, who finally um, revealed that coronavirus, <laughs> coronavirus was a thing um, uh, that started in China, of course. Um, and uh, at that point, we didn't know that it was a pandemic. We just knew that there were cases in uh, Wuhan. Is it Wuhan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wuhan. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, China. Um, and uh, it started, there were rumors saying that it started in a meat factory. Um, so we, at that point, we were just reveal, uh, learning about new information about this new virus that was going on. We didn't know too much about it. And to be honest, we live in the States, so we didn't think uh, it was going to come here yeah. at any point. Like, nobody was worried in January. No people one thought were, it was a big deal. Yeah, people were out and about doing their own thing. You know, everyone you know, was hanging out. In February, out. Uh, yeah. people were still sharing, like, coronavirus memes, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, do you remember that uh, old oh, yeah. Instagram where, like, people talking about how funny it was? Or, like, yeah, coronavirus uh, theories and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you know. With corona, the, the beer, like, you know. All yeah, that, it, it, it was a funny time back then, but yeah, yeah. it was crazy because uh, of how, like, how wild it got later on. Like, nobody really saw it coming. But the funny part was that there were so many, like, conspiracies about... Uh, how this started somebody some people said that it was the government trying to yeah. um population control yeah population control uh what were there were so many theories not our government though it was like the chinese government was trying to population control it got wild yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then uh, there were honestly there were so many i'm like drawing a blank at this point because it's it's such a thing of the past and like you know like it almost seems like uh blasphemous at this point to um, talk about this virus in a jovial way when it it hasn't been um, you know it took a lot of lives and you you almost can't speak about it in a lighthearted way because it it it, yeah, it, it like did so much world. damage yeah, yeah it did so so much damage um, but another thing that happened in January uh, end of January January 26th uh, to be specific, Kobe Bryant and his daughter uh, tragically passed away mm-hmm. a- on a helicopter ride 
um, I think they were going to one of his daughter's games. Yep. Um, and that really shook the world because uh, oh. Kobe Bryant was such a huge deal to a lot of people. Uh, personally, I don't um, like stay up to date with basketball all that much, but I know Kobe Bryant. Every Everyone yeah. pretty much knows Kobe Bryant. So uh, that was um, like probably one of the most impactful deaths, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of celebrities. Um, and yeah that it it was just really sad to hear because he was such a legend and the fact that um he died in a way that was so um unpredicted you know like celebrities go on helicopter rides all All the the time time. yeah you know um it's crazy because he was he was so young he was still playing basketball right right? he was in his i i don't remember how old he was i think i think 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 like late 40s i think he's in his 40s Uh, maybe like 41 42 yeah 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 um and you're right. I mean, you think of him as, like, a larger-than-life character. Yeah. You're like, people don't die at 42 in general. But, exactly. like, you sh- surely, you know, this man who's, you know, the one of the most famous basketball players right. has better resources and a higher probability of exactly. uh, being okay than, than anyone else. And I actually learned about Kobe... Uh, passing away, I was coming back from, I was in LA, yeah. uh, and I was coming back from LA uh, from uh, like a company trip, wow. and I got off the plane, and uh, I had my headphones on, and literally everyone was freaking out on the plane, and uh, I turned around to a guy next to me, and I was like, hey, what's up, um, and he was like, Kobe just passed away, and wow. you know how like you're in a daze, you yeah. know, and sometimes yeah, you Yeah, it was hard to believe. Yeah, so sometimes you just don't know what you heard or you heard it correctly so I just I kind of just nodded to begin with uh and then like it took 10 seconds for it to hit but all of a sudden I was like wait this doesn't make any what do you mean Kobe passed away I I legitimately felt like I was in an alternate universe Mm -hmm. where you know he was 82 years old and it's 40 years like yeah I did like in my mind I was like have I just time traveled yeah like that can't be happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't make any, it, it just didn't make any sense that, that yeah. would even be a possibility exactly yeah that's definitely true that that was definitely my experience too um i was basically on my search page uh just on my phone mm-hmm. and uh they they showed me an article that said kobe bryant's death and i was like what kobe bryant like what do you mean that that does not belong in the same sentence no, yeah you know like you just don't you, you don't imagine it and for a couple of days like I just kept um searching up like new news because you want to know how his family's doing and especially yeah. like their family they lost uh two members you know mm-hmm. like uh, Kobe Bryant's death is just massive on its own but then Gianna um uh she also passed away she was only 13 yeah. um that is just just unbelievable really um, and uh, I didn't know too much about her because, again, I'm not big into basketball, but mm-hmm. I do know that she was really good. She, she was also a basketball star, and yeah. she was headed to probably great, height, great heights herself. Um, and to see her go at age 13, that's just horrible. Like, I, I, I don't know how the family was coping with that. I hope they're doing better now. Um, yeah, I just send my best wishes to them, and I hope they're doing okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, things didn't get much better <laughs> after that. Um, it's not been a great year. Yeah, there was there was one po- positive um, news that came a- a- around that time in February, actually. February 24th, uh, rapist uh, Harvey Weinstein for, was finally convicted of rape and several other uh, sexual crimes. Um, so that was a massive win for... Th- essentially the me too movement um yeah which started because of um this whole case mm-hmm. um and so that was uh, fantastic news to hear because you know so many women came forward um saying that you know when they were starting out in entertainment they were subjected to certain types of um like exactly exactly um and you know like at at that point there's like a power play going on where there's this massive director um who's making these young girls do things that obviously nobody wanted wants to do and then you know like they they can't say anything because he's got all this power and they're just trying to make it in this field and that happens in pretty much any industry um so the fact that people spoke up uh it takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. and um uh there's there's just there's just nothing uh like 
there's just not enough praise I can really give those women that were able to be courageous and speak up when you know like it, it's it's one of those things where oh a lot of people uh who are who are against um like the me too movement essentially they say um you know why did it take this long and it's like the those are you hear all the time these are some of the things where it's such a private thing it takes uh, some time to process yeah. it's t- it takes some time to you know share with your family and then eventually the entire world because this this is such a massive figure um you gotta assume that if it's happening to you it might be happening to someone else and to to not speak up in that case might be a, a worse thing to do for some of these women than to speak up and face the humiliation and um the backlash that might be involved so it, it's a hard choice to make but the fact that these women um put their own um you know, safety even aside, um, to um, come uh, to speak up about uh, about what was happening, um, it's it takes a lot of courage again, um, and I really applaud them for doing that. Um, yeah. So basically, after that happened, uh, that was uh, one of probably one of the few positive things that <laughs> came out of 2020, um, and then we jumped straight into the coronavirus situation. Um, so basically in March 11th, uh, coronavirus was declared officially a pandemic, uh, which means that it basically spread to the entire world's population, not the entire world's Mm -hmm. population, but all seven continents at that point had, Mm -hmm. um, cases of, uh, coronavirus. Um, and so, uh, one of the hotspots was New York, um, in the United States, um, and, uh, at that point, um, they, there were talks of a lockdown, um, beginning of March, there were talks of a, lo- a walk, uh, lockdown, but um, there was nothing determined at that point. Um, and how, how did you feel when, when we first heard about everything? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So I, I would say I, I've got a, I work at a company that has um, a lot of international workers. Um, and I made friends with people who have, their families are in Europe, either Italy or Germany or, um, or the UK. And so I was hearing, even though in the U.S. we were sending coronavirus memes uh, and receiving memes, you know, on Instagram on, on coronavirus, right. uh, I was I was hearing some of the stories from other uh, from friends whose families were going through it. So mm-hmm. I had a friend whose girlfriend's uh, from Italy, and her family wow. was going through because Italy was the hardest hit yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah. At that time, their hospital system was already overwhelmed. It, it was. Yeah. Um, so I was hearing the story from him. And then the thing is, we have a bias as people to not overreact, mm. you know, to play it down and think it's happening somewhere else, So, right. it, but it couldn't happen to me. Right. Yeah. And what really changed it for me is I had already started to work from home, like start of March, because, uh, you know, I came in one day and it's like kind of flu season at that time in New York anyway. And a whole bunch of people were coughing and sneezing and whatever in right. in uh, in the office, and I was just like, I'm I'm gonna stay home for a couple of weeks right before the, the shutdown. But what hit little did you know? <laughs> little little did I know. We're yeah. here almost a year later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, what what really hit home is our brother uh, came home and he was like, uh, you know, we really need to consider taking our dad out of uh, out of work. Yeah. And having him stay at home. And that was mm-hmm. before the lockdown, before everyone else shut down. Yeah. And so the thing is, he's uh, he's our youngest brother, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. uh, there's like that dynamic of him being younger or whatever. But I've always felt like he's had a, like a strong, like a good head on his shoulders. So does, yeah. the fact that he was taking it so seriously, mm-hmm. like kind of shook me awake to mm-hmm. go, this is actually something we need to pay more attention to than we are right now because yeah. before that i was not i was not convinced yeah we didn't think it was big. that big yeah yeah because we, we had swine flu a couple years ago you remember yeah yeah and like nothing and everyone was it scared. never seemed like it, it was it never seemed it, it always seemed like it was far far yeah. away you know so yeah and i remember i was this was completely new to all of us nobody nobody saw any of this coming yeah. well obviously no, you don't expect a, a global lockdown to happen mm-hmm. But um, even in terms of hearing about cases so close to home, mm-hmm. um, the fact that our hospitals were overwhelmed um, in New York, so that that was uh, new to all of us, and we really, I think, uh, just in general, people didn't expect it to um, 
be such a like a massive change mm-hmm. in their daily lives um so is there anything you want to speak about that yeah uh i mean i had my first friend who got the coronavirus was uh, actually in march it was mm-hmm. uh, end of february early march and she is a lawyer and she got it in she thinks she got it in the court um and so she but at that time they didn't know it was coronavirus yeah she just had really really bad migraines and she was hospitalized uh, and she actually uh, still says to this day she feels some like long-term symptoms of having uh, you know poor cognitive abilities in the past. Wow. Um, and that was the first. Uh, again, it was like the first experience. We didn't even know at the time it was coronavirus. We found out later. We found out I think in like June or, or May. Yeah, and a big issue that was happening at the time was um, testing. You couldn't get a test. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't go and get a COVID test mm-hmm. like you could get a flu test or a strep test even that um, most of the times they were saying that if you have any flu-like symptoms or anything that you might um, deem as coronavirus uh, like um, you should just stay at home and quarantine for 14 days Um, so you there wasn't widespread testing uh, allowed at the time only um, I think I think only people who had I don't remember. Was it people who had severe symptoms were allowed to go, or yeah, was well, it? The thing is, I, I don't know if you remember this, but our mom actually got sick uh, in maybe like April or May, and she is uh, her immune system is compromised. Oh yeah, uh, she has yeah. some health issues, mm-hmm. uh, and so we were really concerned. She had like a, a cold, like a cold symptom basically, mm-hmm. and we were really concerned that it might be coronavirus. Um, and you know that one of us maybe had seen someone or whatever and, and transmitted to her uh, and we tried to uh, my we called like three or four healthcare systems and tried to get her a um, oh right I do remember a that test, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was impossible to get her yeah. tested like, all no they could was... do at that point were virtual tests mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and uh, honestly like you can't you can't administer a test no. virtually. You can yeah. only talk about your symptoms, and you know, like most of the times, these uh, the doctors and you know, like the medical professionals, they were just uh, advising to um, self quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no way of knowing. So a lot of times, what was happening is people who had any symptoms that were any any respiratory symptoms of any kind, and we were we learned later that there there were other symptoms involved too like some people had um gi issues others had um, neurological issues so uh coronavirus tackled a lot of different um symptoms and it wasn't just respiratory but at the time um they were uh the medical professionals they were recommending to look out for uh, respiratory problems and if you had them to just stay indoors um and you know try to quarantine yeah. yeah, it was a weird time. Yeah, definitely. When no one, no one had any information yet. Exactly. So people, people were just assuming they basically had it, mm-hmm. even if they didn't. Um, yeah. Which I guess is it was good because um, in case you did, you weren't spreading it out to people. Hope if you were quarantined, quarantining yeah. and staying away from everyone well, else. We're, so we're in New York, yeah. and one of the benefits that I think the New York uh, government did really well is um, Governor Cuomo would have the daily sessions, the coronavirus sessions that were aired on YouTube. Um, I don't. Did you watch any of those? I might have missed them. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I, I and like my friends group watched those religiously. They, oh, like, wow. they came on at. 11.30, uh, we should have all been working, yeah. and instead we would take like the hour, because it was like an hour long uh, conference, yeah. and he would go through all the stats and what was going on and what they were doing, yeah. and I religiously for like months, I watched it for an hour a day, I was getting Cuomo time, mm. uh, and, and the thing is, you don't really think about your governor, right? Like like two years ago, if you had asked me who the governor, governor was, I, I, it would take me a second to answer yeah, you. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you went to, you know, I'm watching an hour a day of this guy talking. But it was, yeah. I appreciated the, the amount of information they gave people because it yeah. made you feel a little bit more in control, right. uh, even though really you didn't have it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so later in March, um, this is uh, where it kind of reached a peak. Uh, it got a little bit worse in May, but let's just talk about it. So... Um, on March 13th, um, Breonna Taylor was killed in her house um, after police raided her home. Um, they believed there was a drug, uh, there was drug involvement, um, and 
Uh, so, uh, do you, you want to say anything about that? Yeah, it's interesting that we just talked about Harvey Weinstein and then we go into the Breonna Taylor incident. Um, because, I, I mean, I've heard this parallel in the past of um, feeling like you're in a system that's compromised and mm. you know things are not the way they should be right. in, a, in, in a fair world. Yeah. Um, and you're being taken advantage of. And mm -hmm. everyone knows something is wrong and yet we're not willing to say, do something about it. Right. You know, the response is, well, this is just how the world is. Yeah. Um, and that happened in the Weinstein case, and people had to overcome that systematic, uh, you know, problem of, uh, you know, feeling like you've got a recourse if you've been in that situation. And in this case, everyone knows it's wrong. You know, like, no right. one's saying... You know, there was ever a scenario where she was in the wrong or whatever. Right. Because you know, she was asleep in her home. Yeah. And the interesting thing about... Because also, there's so many elements to this, but also it was the fact that um, the police were wearing... Um, they call Swat it gear. normal clothes. Oh, were they they, there's clothes? a term for it. Like, um, essentially, they weren't wearing police out uniform, you know? Mm -hmm. So there was no way of knowing that these were cops. And um, so what had happened was they just just barged into the home, essentially, yeah. and uh, the her boyfriend uh, started shooting. Um, he had a gun on him, so he thought it was an intruder. Likely, like, you know, it, it makes sense. Like, if somebody, is, and, and if it's a high crime area, yeah. especially, totally. um, and some, you, you just think it's a burglar or something. Well, here's the um, thing, once you've made a decision you as the police department to break into someone's home you yeah. just have to assume this is going to get deadly right you know what i mean because there's no good scenario like at that point he's well within the his realm of uh, an, uh, an okay response to shoot at people who are invading his house right and a lot of states in the u.s have like stand your ground laws mm. you know so like you might think actually legally you have the right also i don't know if that was the case in this case what, what the local laws were um, well, apparently that wasn't the case because um, they were trying to convict him, the boyfriend. That's yeah, madness. yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, and the crazy part about the Breonna Taylor story is that um, a, a lot of people say it didn't receive the press that other um, incidences of uh, police on black crime um, get is because she was a woman, um, and and it's and it's true because um, I like and. Just in general, on social media, um, we didn't hear about Breonna Taylor until uh, May happened where uh, George Floyd was mm. killed. Um, so we kind of heard her story in tandem with his, even right. though hers happened two months prior to the George Floyd incident. Oh, that's so um, interesting because yeah. I didn't actually know that either. I, I just yeah. assumed they happened very close to each other. No, I, I two months it was like prior. And nobody... you're right. They talked about it It was like a together. pin drop. Like, nobody even really heard about yeah. um, Breonna Taylor until much later. Mm -hmm. And uh, crazy enough, um, the, uh, the verdict uh, happened much later, I think, in June or something. Um, and uh, it, it wasn't what we expected, essentially. But we'll get into that. Um, so, um, just because, uh, it, just chronologically, um, I want to move into the next event. Obviously, the Breonna Taylor, um, verdict happened much later, but, um, in between there were a lot of, a lot of things that happened. So I want to discuss about that too. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's crazy because like, I'm looking at my timeline, by the way, this timeline, um, I'm. I uh, found this timeline a great one by um, someone named Han. She has her own um, website. It's called Curious Writer. It's amazing content on there. And she did a really good job compiling um, uh, major events that happened in 2020. I know New York Post had their own timeline, but they missed a lot of major events. Um, and I think Han did a really great job in um, just listing every everything that basically happened um, and, that you know had major impact um and she talks about things that happen globally not just in the states so that was really helpful so thank you han for providing this timeline yeah, um, the, uh, yeah, yeah i'll definitely link it um uh, underneath the description of this podcast um so jumping forward um 
in March 16th, the stock market uh, went down mm. uh, tremendously. I'm not fully aware mm -hmm. of, of the stock market, but I think uh, my brother does a better uh, job about explaining about what really happened. Yeah, so this was, uh, all the dominoes are to, you know, fall one after the other. Right. Where, you know, it went from being something you meme about to, like, serious. All of a sudden, New York was in lockdown. Right. Uh, everyone, we took our dad out of work. Yeah. Uh, he was out of work for a couple of months. Yeah. And... And it was basically just essential businesses mm -hmm. running. So, like, hospitals, banks, uh, delis. Um, yeah. You know, like just essential things and, and he's an essential other, worker but right. he's had multiple like he his he has got a complicated health yeah, history exactly so yeah. we wanted to make sure he was he was okay and didn't feel compelled to work right um but then the stock market crashed and it went down like it's like some crazy amount i don't know the actual numbers but like 30 40 percent down from where it was wow and it was this chaotic time where it was like going up one day and down another day and up one day and down another day and i remember being really stressed because at that time my old my old employer was forcing everyone to change their 401k plans and transfer money over mm -hmm. so there was like all this stuff going on and i had to like take my 401k and translate or transition it to a new provider and i didn't know if like if the market went down like 30 percent as i did that it could have been like a big loss for me wow. um so it was scary i mean it, it, you just didn't know how to react and then you didn't know my thing is always over the long run things are generally going to go up but like you don't know what the long run is right you don't know like is it going to yeah. be a year or a month or whatever so yeah it was definitely a stressful time yeah, definitely. And that was around the time I think the first stimulus came out, right? Wasn't it in kind of near the same same timeline? Was uh, that later? I'm not totally sure. I think, uh, no, I think that was later on. I think that was in June or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, crazy things happened. Um, some comic relief was um, uh, Tiger King became oh, a yeah. national, uh, maybe even a global phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Honestly, mm -hmm. uh, I watched maybe two episodes. Really? It became a little. It, it became a little too much for me, to be honest. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on on Tiger King? I saw it after everyone. It was. I, I it was late to the trend. It was definitely iconic. I'm, I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. But it was a little too iconic for me. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a character. I I always catch on trends late. Like, uh, there was, do you remember around that time Cats, the musical, was playing? Did you catch on that? Uh, I heard about it. I definitely heard about it. I just didn't indulge because I'm not a big cat person until my brother got a cat and now I love cats, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was this year too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Tiger King, I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, oh, was it was definitely funny. Absurd character. And the yeah. thing is, it's such a, like, you know, it, I feel like it's a, a pretty emblematic, uh, you know, version of like an American personality that oh, the rest oh, of the world sure. can carry on yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. Right? I, I'm I'm positive there's people around the world who think that everyone in yeah, America these is these crazy is Americans tiger. and they're tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know, I I uh, there's uh, two states, Florida and Texas. Um, and I think I'm getting this right, but maybe we can double check afterwards. But mm -hmm. Florida or Texas, or maybe both of them, have more tigers in captivity, like pets, uh, in those states than there are in the wild or globally. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I can't confirm or deny. I don't um, know if you have those stats. Yeah, no, I don't. But um, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Honestly, I really would not be surprised. Especially Florida, where well, they have gators literally walking the streets. Do you know, so a couple of years ago, people were just putting tiger photos on Facebook all the time, like them petting tigers. Did you, did you oh, see that? Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch on to that. So no. we're, we live in Staten Island. We live in, in uh, a borough in New York that tends to be a little bit more... Uh, I've heard multiple times people say we are the Florida. Of oh New yeah, York. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I, I would say maybe we're the Florida. It's of New not York. inaccurate. It's City? not. A, yeah. You know, maybe not New York State because New York State has some strange places. There's a, you go upstate. That's there's true. That's many true. Florida. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It's probably the Florida of New York City. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Honestly, lots of uh, like the rest of the rest of New York City doesn't want to, <laughs> you associate. know, <laughs> associate essentially with uh, with Staten Island. And I don't I don't really blame them, but that's a that's a uh, discussion for another day. <laughs> You know, um, so uh, after that, um, oh, so in April 25th, uh, King Jong Un um, 
was we had yeah, no idea about his whereabouts whether he was alive or not it was um really really a strange thing that was going on did we ever figure out what happened to him uh, he just went missing you went AWOL right you were <laughs> he, just like, like I'm, nobody uh, had, I'm done it, it was crazy because I was like watching videos on that and it's like at this point in the 20th century uh, in 2020 I know it's a weird year but at this point how does somebody go missing yeah. like and nobody knows and this is a this is a dictator. global figure yeah. right this is a global figure that's Sorry, causing guys, no hysteria. one's seen Trump in three weeks we right? don't know where he is <laughs> wait what yeah right like he is essentially the Trump of Korea basically but yeah it's want. crazy how he just like went missing and nobody could um spot him it was it's, it was crazy there was, there was, i honestly can't wrap my head around it there was to, all the, to this day people thought he was dead yeah they did exactly i i really like the way han um yeah uh, described it she was yeah, like yeah. schrodinger's kim she was like he he was both <laughs> dead and alive at the <laughs> same time so, <laughs> so true man so i love that yeah for sure um and then uh late uh late in april april 27th um the uh the government basically said that UFOs are real. Um, so I didn't get it this. was such an afterthought because yeah. it's like all this stuff that's going on. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares about aliens. This was, was this the Area Fifty One raid? Like uh, that was that after. I think I think oh. that, I think that was after. Yeah. So basically, they revealed that uh, UFOs are a, a real thing. That what all is, these but, sightings they're they're not made up. Um, what were you saying? I was saying, what, what does that mean? They because I I actually didn't. Um, you kind of mentioned we were going to talk about this, and I, I was saying I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. I knew about the Area 51 raids, but I didn't know anything else. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, sorry, I uh, just got it. Yeah, so uh, basically, um, uh, they they mentioned uh, that UFOs were a thing, and it, it was not something anyone cared about at the time because we were too busy dealing with the problem of not having any toilet paper um <laughs> yeah so th that was insane um so honestly i didn't even i didn't even look too much into um the whole ordeal with uh, ufos I, I didn't because there was so much else going on and i'm sure a lot of people would would basically say the same thing um so that was crazy um you should do I don't know if you have strong opinions on uh, uh, aliens or UFOs. I feel like that could be its own podcast. By you know what? Actually, our our little brother he he's probably the alien expert in the family. Mm -hmm. He watches all the documentaries. So uh, at some point, I'll get him on, and I'd love to hear what he learned about the existence of aliens. I don't think that they're not that they don't exist. So I, I do think that they exist. Um, there's some conspiracies that they say that they live among us. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't say, but I, I, I'd be uh, I'd be willing to believe that they're they're out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to hear his uh, his thoughts too. Yeah, he yeah. talks at a high level, but we haven't gotten. Yeah, yeah. Yet. No, he knows. He knows. For, uh, he's <laughs> he's done all types of research. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, so uh, later in May, actually, um, the beginning of May was when um, hornets became a thing. Mm. Uh, the, people call them murder hornets. Um, so parts of Asia um, and Africa, I believe, um, had these like masses of hornets flying around and causing havoc um, in the areas. Uh, luckily, they didn't come in New York, so we kind of got lucky but there. They were but in the U.S., right? Weren't they on the West Coast? I thought. I think they point? were on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, we they, thankfully they didn't make yeah, it here. They didn't make it here. We they were probably problem. trying to avoid the coronavirus. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, they didn't make it here, which uh, thank God. I don't know. I feel like um, it was only for like that was a headline for like two and a half. It, it's crazy though because it was affecting other parts of, parts of the world much more um, right. than here. Like it was a big deal in Asia and Africa. You know, like yeah. these things were uh, like destroying crops. Um, you know, like there, there, lots of things were happening in other parts of the world, and um, for whoever was affected by that, whether it was their crops or 
you know, like property damage or whatever it was. Um, I hope those people are doing okay now and that the murder hornets left. <laughs> I don't really know what happens yeah. to these. No one's done a follow-up story yeah. on the murder hornets. <laughs> that's the problem. Again, maybe that's an investigative piece. Exactly. That you, can... <laughs> I, you know what it is? It's like, where do we put in our money and our time, the aliens or the murder hornets? Wow. You know, like it's hard to say. I feel like say. there's a link there that we just haven't explored yet. Maybe it was the aliens. <laughs> maybe the aliens sent them in as like a Trojan horse yeah. type of thing. Who knows? Um, yeah, so May, May is when all the craziness really um, reached a peak. Um, so uh, at the beginning of May, May 6th was when Ahmad Arbery was killed on a run um, and he was shot by cops. Um, and so the crazy thing was that his story didn't... Um, get viral even though there was a video that was released hit um hit the incident with him didn't uh become as viral as what happened just shortly after that in may 25th when george floyd uh was killed as a police officer refused to take his knee off of um george floyd's neck um so that was um basically where where um the issue of racial discrimination and police violence reached a peak um, in the United States and uh, essentially kicked off the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and the protests that happened uh, shortly thereafter. Um, so uh, what were your thoughts on that? Because that was such a, a harrowing event that happened. It was, it, it was just, it was just hard to even watch that video mm -hmm. and the fact that it was going around um on social media like it was like just a random video um it was crazy to see but yeah what were what were your thoughts or how did how did your friends react um just yeah. how, how did people take that in because it was really hard to process to be honest yeah I'll, I'll tell you my reaction and then what i heard from other people i mean my, my reaction was i watched that video i watched it a few times through yeah. Um, and then I've seen some of the other ones also. There was an incident with a guy uh, at a drive-through that got shot. Yeah. Um, there was an incident of a guy who um, was getting into his car and he got shot. Mm -hmm. There's another incident of a guy who was getting into his car and he didn't get shot. And like <laughs> the sense of relief watching that video, mm -hmm. I it just you, you get to a place where you're like, this is just the overwhelming unfairness yeah. of the system. Mm -hmm. Is it's overwhelming. Like it's just you don't know how to react. And yeah. That that's, I think that's the place that I was in. I felt completely broken. Like, I just felt mm. powerless right. to yeah, say anything or do anything. I, I just... And the thing is, you want to... I think a lot of people felt this way, um, at least people I talked to. They wanted to get involved and, uh, you know, feel like they were supporting and going to the protests. And right. I feel like everyone in New York, at least, was uh, going to the protests. Um, yeah. And yeah, was we're kind of lucky in that way because New York is a pretty liberal state totally. um so um when these types of things happen you know where we we want to support um the people who these things are happening to i mean it's it's so hard to put into words it's like it's such a natural thing I, for new yorkers in general it's a, it's such a natural response to feel like hey this isn't fair like this should not be happening nobody right. should be killed for something like he didn't. He wasn't doing anything wrong. Well, it's, it's and, bizarre. Yeah. Like, the thing is, we and the way that they that he was killed is just barbaric. Like the man had a knee on his neck and he was screaming, "I can't breathe!" And then right. he was screaming for his mom. Like it was just so hard to watch the first time. I I only saw it twice. The first time I could not keep myself watching it. It was right. just it was just too much to see and it was really heartbreaking. Um, well, and it, so I've got a friend yeah. who uh, is German. She's a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and she said it really well, which is in America, you almost, you take the, we talk about the fact that it was barbaric mm -hmm. or the way he was killed was inhumane or, you know, all these things about how he was killed. And her point was, um, you know, it's as an outsider coming into the country as an immigrant, mm -hmm. Uh, from a country where police um, killings and police shootings and police violence is just not a thing, uh, the fact that a man got killed 
regardless of how or was he in the wrong or what Mm -hmm. uh, to her was just shocking yeah she just it was outside of her realm of reality to say you know the police who are meant to be protecting you could shoot and kill a man yeah. Uh, or could could kill a man, period, right? Like, yeah. not what were they mean about the way he killed him. Yeah, yeah, but th- that's the thing about America is that this is the overwhelming uh, reality for mm-hmm. people of color and especially black people um, is that more often than not, um, these things ha- end in violence and sometimes people get killed, um, you know, even if they don't have a weapon, even if they didn't do anything wrong. Um, and it's crazy for people outside of the states to comprehend this um but it's it's a it's the unfortunate reality here where um when these types of issues happen uh people are more quick to respond in a way where they're they're questioning um the uh they're questioning what what the victim uh what their involvement was in the case versus the fact that they even were um, harassed in whatever way they were. Um, so it, it's crazy that like we have a um, just a tendency to victim blame essentially in this country um, and especially um, the fact that there's a huge racial aspect to it. Um, we see all the time where there are uh, white perpetrators um, who are treated with respect and they're taken in, um, you know, by in police custody, and they're not harmed at all in the process, um, you know. And I recently recently saw a video the other day where there was a guy in, I don't know which state it was, but it was in one of the southern states uh, where they have uh, open carry laws. Um, and so basically, um, th- the cops stopped him for driving for some driving incident, and then. Um, he pulled. He pulled out a gun, and this was a white man. Um, so he pulled out a gun. He's like, "Step any closer to my vehicle, and I'll shoot you right here." So he basically threatened a cop, you know. Yeah. And um, the cop, instead of pulling out his gun, he was like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on there." So like, you know, there was the immediate reaction is so different, yeah. um, and it's it's blatantly obvious that there's a racial component to this, um, and a lot of people don't want to admit that and that's that's a big reason why black lives matter um was such a major movement that so many people got involved in is is just the realization that there's a clear difference in how black people are treated by the law versus um other people Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah so there were massive protests that went on and uh it was crazy because, like, in a time where there's a global pandemic and everyone's in lockdown, um, there was, m- like, mass protests happening. And, you know, like, y- you're in a protest. You're going to be closer than six feet yeah. from people. So it-, it was it was nice to see that, um, you know, even in this time of a pandemic, um, people just stood up in solidarity with each other. And, and it's not like... Um, like rightfully so this is a a massive issue and just generally that it shouldn't be happening people shouldn't be killed Mm -hmm. uh, by the police you know um and especially you know we have to put in this disclaimer because i i know my brother brings up the fact that in other countries police don't go killing people but in this country that's unfortunately the the reality hundreds of people thousands of people a year exactly and little kids little kids who are unarmed it's a little kid you know like at, at some point <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah. I, i've got to i've got to so uh, i i was listening to a uh, uh, a military veteran yeah. and he was talking about the fact that your training as a police officer right. should be good enough that you don't feel like you're at yeah. you know paranoid that you're about to be shot by a yeah, little kid yeah they have a couple of weeks of training right 
Yeah, yeah, and he was saying they should be much more trained so that they can feel confident in their ability to handle situations. Like, I've got got friends who are into, like, MMA, and they're some of the calmest people I know. Like, they're not looking to get into fights because they know what a fight looks like. Yeah. Uh, But they're just, like, a calm presence about the fact that I think I can handle a situation because I know I'm going to be able to handle myself. So I'm not on edge looking for like any advantage I can get yeah or at the very least they should have mental health professionals accompany cops uh when these types of cases are brought to their attention Mm -hmm. just because you know if 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 there's if it's for some reason impossible for uh the police department to implement mental health um you know information sessions uh where they talk about how to like you know, like, calm the person down, um, I'm, like, at a loss for words at this point, but, um, yeah, if, if that can't happen, at least there should be, like, some type of mental health professional who should accompany, um, cops during these times so that it doesn't get this bad, um, because even, like, uh, somebody brought up in a tweet that, like, um, you know, when a doctor or a nurse, um, uh, sees a patient and the patient gets violent, the doctor or nurse is expected to not retaliate, you know, um, to just de-escalate in whichever way possible, but not violence, you know? Right. Um, so it's crazy that this is not something that's also expected of, uh, you know... Uh, Law enforcement. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah. I feel like this is an episode you do by itself also. Like, what do you do right. with policing? Because there is the whole aspect of defund the police that happened. Right. Yeah. But what the things that we're talking about are not defund the police. They're, they're sort of like you want training, and training costs money, right? Exactly, yeah. Or you want uh, mental health uh, uh, personnel accompanying police, and you've got to pay the salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a different component than the defund uh, yeah, component. and essentially, if for anyone who doesn't know, the defund the police um, idea basically came from the fact that um, police were being um, they, they were being um, put, tasked with multiple things. Yeah, were. but also they were being placed where uh, protests were going on in full military gear, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. This place close. Sorry, we're driving through and we're driving by a drive through <laughs> so right now. So if you've heard sounds in the background, yeah. that is us trying to get some uh, mozzarella sticks today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very, very professional. But, um, mm-hmm. so after, after that whole thing, um, so one thing that's not mentioned in this timeline, but it's still important, um, uh, the Breonna Taylor case uh, ended with the verdict that um, I don't know the uh, law term for it, but basically uh, the verdict was that um, the police shot and caused property damage to the uh, neighbor's house. So the police weren't even charged for the death of Breonna Taylor um, and shooting her boyfriend. They were charged for property damage, essentially. Um, so it's crazy that. Um, what an understatement I just made but um, basically that the that we just shuffled it down to property damage, property damage yeah. where lives were lost yeah it's like um, it's what your landlord could sue you for yeah. if you scratch up the floor or something yeah and it's it's insane um, yeah and at this point I don't even know how to process it enough to talk about it on this podcast um, hopefully um, moving forward I can uh, dedicate an entire episode to um, the Breonna Taylor case because uh, justice wasn't served and um, I my hope is I like to stay on the positive side of things by the way um, Pink Specs is a play on um, rose colored glasses I like to see the positive side of things and I and I like to hope that uh, eventually Breonna Taylor will receive justice for um, for her death and that uh the family will, um, you know, uh, get to, I don't know. Have justice. Yeah, get to have justice, basically. So, um, hopefully moving forward, I can, um, dedicate an episode to her because I feel like it's very much needed. This was not the result we hoped for in this case. Um, and I'm hoping that things can 
things can change in the future. Um, so after that, um, uh, so much happened and yet it's all, uh, muddled up mess right now. Um, but yeah, it, it really is a blur, but, um, you know, I'm going to skip a couple of months. Um, you know, in September when school started again, uh, uh, officials across the country decided that um, it would be better to homeschool children. Mm -hmm. um, so that was basically, I don't know if this ever happened in the past, but I don't think so. Um, virtual learning became a thing and homeschooling and um, all of that. And I wonder how um, families were dealing with that because parents uh, were still going to work, but working from home. So they, ha they were tasked with the um, issue of like teaching their children while also doing work so I'm not a parent I don't know how that went with people but I I hope that um they were able to manage it um yeah and and I know a lot of people offer tutoring services I have some friends who offer to tutor um uh children from k to 12 so that was helpful but um yeah if anyone's watching and wants to talk to me about like how they managed all of it and you know like I, I know it was hard because you know when there's no set schedule it's kind of like the parents are making the decision to um not only um establish a routine for their children while they're also trying to keep up with their own responsibilities um so I, I'm curious to know how uh, different families were able to um, handle all of that. Um, yeah, so uh, later in September, a massive event happened when um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away on September 18th. Um, and uh, that, was, um, that was a really sad um, thing that happened, really, um, to top off 2020. Um, but, um, yeah, so her, her dying wish, um, I think she said to one of her nieces or someone, um, was that um, she was hoping that the next uh, Supreme Court justice would not be elected until after the next president was. Um, of course, that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. And um, what's her name? Uh, Amy Cohen. Yeah. Uh, Amy Barry Cohen. Yeah, Amy Barry Cohen was... Um, elected um yeah um so I don't really want to talk too much about that because to be honest there's a lot to say and it kind of makes me depressed so I'm not going to talk about it um and then in November we had our election um and that was some good news really um to top off 2020 um president um president-elect Joe Biden um became the president of the United States um and that was really exciting uh yeah, so anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest, even today it still hasn't really hit me yeah. completely. It just, it felt like the overwhelming unfairness of this year. Yeah. I was just, I had no, I had like very little hope going into the election. I, I was just like, it's, it's sort of like all the things we talked about that are unfair this year that have happened. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, anyone you talk to is like, this should not be happening. Yeah, and there were talks about, like, defunding U the U.S. Postal Service right. so that um, ballots couldn't yeah. be counted. So, yeah, it, it, just the it unfairness of it all. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was another uh, component. There were so many things about this election. It, it, at... at I think, like, even on, like, November 3rd, we didn't know, essentially, when, no, we, didn't uh, we didn't know the results until the end of the week, basically. Yeah, the Saturday. Saturday yeah, I, I believe it was the Saturday. So, it was still up in the air about who would be elected, and, um, honestly, I was preparing for the worst, um, because, you know, we didn't, even in 2016, we didn't see Donald Trump coming, you know, we didn't think it would end that way, because in New York, you just, you, you, what, you just expect, I don't know, it's hard to say because... It's kind of like a bubble. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to say, but I remember in 2016, a, a lot of us really thought that Hillary would win, and when that didn't happen, uh, it was just a major shock, and um, kind of expected it to go the same way this time around, but luckily it didn't. Um, 
we're happy that the country pulled through and voted him out. So that was that was a good end to 2020. Um, of course, there's still issues that well, he's need still to be, fighting it. So. Right, of course, he hasn't um, officially. Um, and we're recording this December 31st, right? Yeah, so we're recording yeah. this literally at the yeah. end of the year, yeah. two months after the election. Yeah, he he's <laughs> he's still not quitting. <laughs> if you look at his tweets, he's still going strong. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, it's unprecedented. Uh, we don't know how they're going to handle handle his essentially a tantrum. Um, but hopefully, uh, hopefully he leaves. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. That was that was basically 2020, mm-hmm. um, a year in review, and it was a whirlwind. Yeah, um, lots of things happened. Um, even moving forward, there's going to be uh, things that happen in 2020 that are gonna they're they're gonna have effects on the future. Um, so many things left unfinished, um, you know. So, yeah, I feel like there's, yeah. uh, you know, we've got four, four and a half hours left in 2020. I feel right. like I, I'm just like waiting for the headlines to drop of like the last parting gift that this year has for oh, us. Oh, that's hilarious because <laughs> uh, another thing I, I was going to put in my intro at some point, it's like, thank God we didn't have the alien invasion oh, or the it zombie might be happening now. Yeah, we have a couple hours, so <laughs> imagine that. No. That's exactly. It wouldn't be uncharacteristic no, of 2020 no, no. at this point, but <laughs> yeah, um, the one rule that um, I think we've all uh, inexplicably um, established is that uh, we don't talk about 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. We're um, done. We don't mention the year, the actual numerical year, but we can't deny that there are things that happened in 2020 that are unfinished, and we do still have to handle them. Um, racial injustice and um, climate change, um, the dealing of the election, it, it's not going to be probably much better mm-hmm. um, in the next four years. We don't know. But um, yeah, there's major issues that need to be discussed. And um, I'm going to talk about them in the future as they come. Um, yeah, just hoping that everyone has a safe and happy New Year's. Uh, a big thing I wanted to talk about was mental health. I know in isolation, it becomes so much more apparent um, versus when you're out and about with friends socializing. Um, a big thing I was seeing, I love to go on Reddit sometimes um, just because it's anonymous. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, Reddit is completely anonymous. Nobody knows your name or what you look like or anything um so you can literally talk to anyone in the world um and I do that often um (laughs) yeah so um I so basically on reddit I was seeing all these posts about um how people felt incredibly lonely like they had no one to talk to and especially because um just in America we had uh like about 300,000 deaths Um, lots of family members lost. I know people personally who passed away. Our grandma passed away in April. She didn't, um, die by coronavirus, but, um, uh, because of, uh, the, um, just, just how overloaded the hospitals were, she wasn't able to get the care she needed, um, and she passed away. Um, so, yeah, um, I definitely know what people mean when they say that they had just uh this general sense of loneliness Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah for anyone uh dealing with loneliness and you know obviously there's certain aspects that you need to um see a therapist for Mm -hmm. but um in a general case if you are feeling lonely and you feel like there's no one out there to talk to there were definitely moments uh in this year where i felt completely alone and i'm very lucky to have um my brothers and my parents uh with me um and there are people and my friends i have people to talk to but even then you you feel like the sense of i don't want to burden other people with my problems when they're going through their own problems um and you minimize your problems and you don't want to talk about it um so if for anyone dealing with things like that um definitely check out reddit um or any of these other um anonymous platforms whatever it is or talk to one of your friends because honestly there was a point um in 2020 where i was i literally felt so alone 
that I didn't know who to talk to. I called up my little brother, my little brother, and he was actually very comforting. I didn't expect that because he usually withholds his emotions, so it was kind of out of the ordinary for him. But um, I'm very lucky to have my family and my friends who care a lot about me. And for anyone um, going through the same type of thing, um, reach out to anyone. You know, like you, you never know. Um, how much uh, people's words might mean to you, um, you know, so yeah, I, I just hope that everyone um, has a safe and happy New Year's, um, whoever's alone, um, my heart goes out to you, and um, I hope you're doing okay, I would love to hear from you, um, and yeah, so have a, ha have a happy New Year's, um, have a safe New Year's, and uh, let's start 2021 out um, in a positive way. Yeah, so it was great talking to you today. Uh, my name's Eamon. You're listening to the Pink Specs uh, podcast, and I'll be back next week. Thank you so much, and say goodbye to my brother. Thanks, guys.